Welcome to Real Estate Uncovered, presented by the Real Estate Inspection Company, where we interview every type of real estate industry expert to uncover some common and not so common real estate topics. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, welcome to another episode of Real Estate Uncovered. Today, I have Kara Courtney joining me uh, from Windermere Homes and Estates. Uh, Kara, do you want to give a quick introduction on your background and how you got into real estate? Yeah, definitely. First off, thanks so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to spend some time chatting with you and um, happy to share. So kind of got into real estate on accident in a way. Um, I grew up locally here in San Diego County and you know, I graduated Carlsbad High. I love San Diego. Um, I went to Cal State San Marcos and I was actually graduating early and they said, you know what, you don't have any specific requirements. You just have credit. So do whatever you want. I had a chance to kind of step back and say, you know, what, what did I really want to learn about? What was interesting to me? And I had a communications major and I was like, you know, I found out that uh, Palmar had real estate classes. So I was able to transfer my classes from Palmar to Cal State. And um, so I did two of the three that were required. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, And then once I got into the business of uh, marketing, which is what I was doing right out of college, I had the opportunity to take my third class. So got into real estate that way, kind of as a fluke. I knew it was something that would be interesting to know about because I knew I was going to own a home at one point in the future. Little did I know (laughs) the real estate classes don't really teach you too much about actual real estate, uh, you know, in in reality here, but uh, it was super fun. And uh, had an opportunity when I sold my house to jump in full time. So I did. So now fast forward about, uh, I don't know, probably seven years. Um, I've gotten my broker's license now. I run a team of about six of us and I just love real estate. I love helping people and it's definitely something I'm really glad I kind of fell into. Yeah, it's great. And um, I can tell you love it because of you're one of the uh, best people at sharing information online. Like, so people can really understand what's going on with the market. And I love watching, you know, all of your posts. I can tell you, you can tell you have a marketing background because you're very good at communicating, um, ideas and statistics and everything like that. So what, what are you seeing? The market's shifting a bit, but, um, how do you view the market as it is today? I view it as a really huge opportunity. I don't know what the future holds, but what I do know is what's happening right now. And we're kind of coming off of this little bit of a craze uh, that we had seen for the last six, seven months where, you know, we're seeing 25 offers on 95 showings on houses that I had listed. Now things are kind of ticking down a little bit more to the normal. I'm not seeing prices necessarily coming down, but I'm seeing the opportunity for negotiation and kind of a little bit more of a, a balanced uh, I don't know, a balanced opportunity. And with interest rates still so low and affordable, I, I think that if home buying is in your future, this is definitely a really interesting time. Take a look at the market. And as realtors, you know, I think a lot of us have also gotten a little burnt out along with the buyers because we're running around showing, you know, maybe before it was 10, 15 houses to people. Now we're showing 50 or 60 houses to people wow. and still not getting them into escrow. And it's, you know, it's been a long road, it feels like. And so now I just look at this opportunity to kind of get back in, either whether you're a buyer uh, or an agent, and just kind of have that laser focus on what is the objective and what can we do to help meet that. And uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for success. 
Yeah, and, and from the home inspection side, uh, one of the phenomenons that occurred during the kind of that feeding frenzy that we went through is uh, in order to present a the best offer is some buyers were waiving inspection contingencies. Mm-hmm. And I know in some markets, I talked to home inspection company owners all over the country, in some markets, they were foregoing an inspection altogether. Now, I think because homes are so expensive here, buyers were still getting an inspection just for their own knowledge. Yeah. Um, but they weren't using it. They were not using it to negotiate the price. They were just, you know, in many cases, just overbidding and, and just trying to get in. Um, and we've seen now that that has uh, come back a little bit and people are able to actually use the findings of a, a home inspection report again in the negotiations so that they can, you know, work on the price a little bit. They have a fighting chance at least. So they're not buying something, paying a premium for it, and then finding out that they have problems. So I agree with you, a more balanced, um, you know, kind of market where sellers and buyers can come to terms without the pressure that they've been under for the last, what, six months or so. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think it actually benefits the seller too, that a buyer is going to be doing their inspections because, you know, should something come up in the future, that buyer who now has been stretched <laughs> to the very edges of what they have their ability to do or the interest in doing. And now something comes up that they think the seller intentionally didn't disclose or, you know, they they had, Mm -hmm. they had no leeway. I think that that is uh, definitely, I think a recipe for potential disaster for sellers. So the opportunity to kind of show that, that the buyers could do what they needed to do, that we did discuss and work with them. I think that that ultimately kind of eases tensions a little bit. And then the big picture can be uh, a really important step for, for the sellers as well. And I know, uh, I think all of my listings, maybe with the exception of one, uh, we, you know, closed without any concessions or, you know, but everybody did it. Everybody did their inspection and we encouraged it. And, you know, doing just because something's easy to do uh, doesn't mean, and we don't have to pay attention and, you know, uh, and give it our all. Cause I know I had a lot of people who are saying, whatever, it doesn't really matter, you know, how we list the house or what we do in helping the seller, it's going to sell. Like, well, just because it's easy and it's going to sell doesn't mean, you know, we have to screw everybody over or we have to um, not do our best. Um, And so that was kind of a thing I'm grateful for that, you know, even though I still represented the sellers super well, I made sure that the buyers had what they needed and actually got a lot of feedback from agents throughout this market. So I'm um, looking forward to kind of continuing to work together with everybody in a way that makes the most sense for, for all the clients. Yeah, we um, believe it or not, there were some buyers agents who were advising their clients, hey, if you want this house, don't get an inspection. And I I just imagine the liability they're creating for themselves. And on the other side, listing agents who said, we're not even considering offers with an inspection. So kind of intimidating buyers into not getting one. And I think that's a recipe for disaster. And I agree with you. I think within the next six months, we're going to see a a rash of lawsuits um, because they're going to say, hey, I was told not to get an inspection. And I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a big problem. Hopefully, hopefully those get resolved pretty easily. Now, um, one of the unique things about you is that you have a passion for helping nurses. And why don't you tell us about where, what that stems from and what uh, you do for nurses and maybe some any special programs or anything that's out there for these hardworking people who have taken such good care of us through COVID and everything. And always, really, but especially in the last year and a half. 
Yes, definitely. So I believe it was in early 2019, I decided that I was going to do an initiative to help just say thank you to nurses. And I created the Nurses of North County kind of group online. And it stemmed from a couple of things. First off, I've had my fair share when I was younger of medical situations where I had interactions with nurses. And I always remember just how appreciative I was and how obviously the doctors are kind of, I don't know, they're taken care of in their own ways, but nurses seem to be the most hardworking, um, but maybe underappreciated group in in the medical field. And so I decided it would be really fun to, you know, take my time and energy and focus it in on helping. And so I uh, was able to partner up with Chick-fil-A and we started to do monthly or bi-monthly or um, breakfasts where nurses who showed their badge could come in and get a free breakfast. And I had worked out all the details with them. So they just came through. Um, We did giveaways and other fun things at at those different events. And the nurses were just so grateful. And um, we just kind of started to build a little community. And it's not huge, but, you know, I think it's something where, you know, we have a lot of hospitals nearby and the opportunity to reach out and just make someone's day who spends, you know, all day just serving people. I think that's awesome. And so we were kind of celebrating nurses before it was cool to do that. (laughs) You know, and the COVID definitely changed things. Um, We weren't really able to do so many in-person events, um, but we still focused on, you know, dropping off cookies or doing a couple of different things that we could, you know, so that we could bring a smile to, you know, the nurses and and their teams. And um, we also created something that we called um, Nurse Perks. And it's it's fun because you guys are actually a part of it. And um, what we have done is put together a PDF uh, for nurses that include just discounts on things that they may need, you know, from real estate to just, you know, fun. So there's mm-hmm. things like, you know, discounts on facials or a massage, you know, moving companies, home inspection, tanning. Um, and uh, we have also estate planning, you know, things that people need. And you know, it's like, why not? Just because you're a nurse, you don't really have to do much <laughs> besides just be part of the group to get access to it. And it's just a fun little way to say thank you with, you know, kind of coordinating with some local businesses to help extend some nice and well-deserved discounts. It's true. And they they are the unsung heroes. They It's not a glamorous job. Um, I, you know, both my parents went through illness at the end of their lives and, and through hospice. And, you know, it's by far not a glamorous job and they show up and they do the work that not many people could do. And they, they, they really are fantastic. And when you consider the the pay disparity, we talk about pay gap quite a Mm -hmm. bit, but between them and doctors. And like you said, they do all the heavy lifting in the hospitals. They, they are there. 24 hours a day doing everything. So it's our pleasure mm-hmm. to be part of that. And um, if anybody who's listening to this has a business and wants to help out these nurses, um, contact Kara and, you know, see how you can, how you can help. Um, I think it's great. Absolutely. These are, these are really unsung heroes. So um, that's wonderful. I'm glad you're doing that. Now, are there any special programs like with teachers or any kind of financing that helps nurses get into a home? Yes, there actually is uh a program that I've heard of before. Uh, I think with COVID, things are always kind of morphing and changing in the lending world, but definitely something where uh, special grants are in play, where they can help with, you know, making home ownership even more of a reality and a possibility. So I have uh, a few lenders that I know that have been familiar with those programs. And again, they're always changing, but definitely happy to uh, pass the information along if anyone were to reach out. 
That's really, that's awesome. So um, how do you see the market going moving forward? Uh, let's say till the end of the year, like, cause now I think uh, people realize that we are at a peak and I think we're going to start seeing more uh, listings on the market because people mm-hmm. want to, you know, take advantage of the price points where they're at. Um, and buyers should take advantage of the low interest rates. I fully agree with you on, on that because if you're going to stay in the house for 10 years or longer, you know, these low interest rates, that's going to be more valuable to you than saving 50 grand on a house. Like you're going to save a lot more by getting a low interest rate than waiting for a price reduction and maybe interest rates go up a few points. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not a uh, lender. I can't calculate those numbers for you, but you should certainly talk to a lender and, and see how that plays out and what the difference um, an increased interest rate does on your buying power. So yeah. what do you see for the rest of the year? So, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I remember 2018. I'm not sure if you do. Um, we kind of had a, and I would say similar, um, not by any means the same, but similar where uh, I remember that in 2018, kind of we rounded the corner uh, into January and it was it was crazy. It's like if you didn't get to the house by by 12 o'clock, the day got listed, it was gone. And there was definitely some competition in regards to, you know, removing just, um, contingencies and, you know, really being competitive. And it kind of happened where around the same time, things started to calm. And I, I guess I can only look back to say, hey, what happened then? Uh, and what might happen now? And what we saw back in 2018 is, you know, kind of a huge spike of, of uh, home selling very, very quickly um, for, you know, to the advantage of the seller mostly. And, and then it kind of chilled out uh, for about four or five months. And then it kind of started picking up again. And so I think that's might might be what we see. And I hope that, you know, a lot of the COVID and in, uh, interference that we're having with um, different CDC, you know, moratoriums where, you know, we're kind of falsely impacting our real estate market because homes aren't coming onto the market because can't, um, you know, tenants can't be evicted at the moment and like foreclosures aren't happening, even though they probably would have in a normal market. Um, you know, there's, that's kind of the biggest thing to keep our eye on. I think, um, if, if we kind of keep on allowing things to come out slowly or, you know, opportunities to kind of balance out Mm -hmm. as they have, I think that we'll just kind of see a a leveling out, a, a normalization of, the market like we are and mm-hmm. and maybe even a slight increase as time goes on. I mean, it's also a possibility. I mean, the real estate market is cyclical where, yeah. you know, we can also start reducing in value and as more and more opportunities come up, sellers are going to have to be more competitive. So yeah. I think that we'll probably see kind of like a chill period for about four more months until something happens. I mean, just looking backwards to 2018, that's what happened. And I remember the shift was so immediate. Mm-hmm. And I kept on, you know, through my team, I mean, it was rough for, for six, seven months um, of this year. And I was trying to encourage my team. I said, listen, back in 2018, it all happened so quick. It can mm-hmm. happen. It feels like it's never going to happen, but it can. And yeah. lo and behold, it has. And, um, you know, just trying to set expectations for everybody is, I think, is the biggest key. You know, when I, when I talk with a seller now, I said, okay, listen, <laughs> you know, I want to be honest with you. And sometimes they don't like to hear what I have to say, but I, I think it's important to start with, with knowledge and people make good decisions with, with information. So that's kind of what we're focusing on is just saying, Hey, how can we be the most competitive possible? Um, You know, make the house look the best it can uh, and, you know, present, present something that buyers are excited about. And uh, so that's what we've been focusing on recently. And I hope that, you know, we continue to see the market stay strong for everyone uh, in regards to, you know, sellers having, 
good opportunity. And then also with the interest rates staying low for buyers. So that's my hope. Yeah. And that's my prediction. I'm hoping I'm looking at it. Like, you know, even somebody who hasn't made payments in a year, um, I think they could still stick a for sale sign in their front yard and walk away with cash in their pocket. I don't know if we're going to see this big, you know, crushing foreclosure wave that people are talking about because if houses have gone up, let's say 20% in the last year, that's a lot of equity. So unless somebody was like maybe FHA where they really put nothing down, but even those homes went up a lot. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see as many foreclosures as people think. If you need to sell your house, you can probably sell it. Even if you haven't made a payment in, in 12 or even 18 months, and you're probably going to be okay without losing, you know, your credit and losing the house to foreclosure. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I think, uh, the next six months or so is going to be um, interesting for sure. All right. Well, um, I love it. I, I think we're going to keep going. You know, one nice thing about San Diego is there's limited supply and everybody wants to come here. So I think real estate's just going to keep moving forward. We have the Navy, we have, you know, a lot of military here and they're always moving people around. So there's always demand. And with the, a lot of the new building restrictions, um, you know, there's a lot of developments that are not going to happen. I live in Ramona. We don't have a lot of mass transit out here and therefore they're, they're not going to be any, um, there's not going to be any development really in most of East County because there's no transit. So they want to keep infilling and there's only so much room and mm-hmm. that's going to, that's going to keep the demand high because there's just low inventory. Um, but it, you know, we'll see. Well, we'd love to have you back on, um, maybe in a couple months and circle back and see if our predictions were correct. That'd be great. Would you be up for that? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, how can people reach out and get in touch with you? So, uh, our website's probably the easiest way to kind of capture all of our info, um, the California or you can reach out to me, um, directly on my personal number, which is going to be found at the bottom there. So be happy to help. Um, in any which way I can be a resource. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Always love your insight and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real Estate Uncovered with the Real Estate Inspection Company. Connect with us at sdinspect.com or call 800-232-5180. If you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks again and catch you next time.